what up? Welcome in. This is the latest and greatest from road tripping along the military highway. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm accompanied by my lovely and beautiful and gorgeous wife, Monica. How Ooh, you doing? Laying it on thick today. Yes. After last time. Yes, yes, yes. I um, We're about ready to go on vacation, so I want to you know, spend a couple days in, in happy harmony with you. Um, we're actually on our way to Asheville tomorrow. Monica's family is, we're going to do kind of a, uh, an early, well, it's going to be an early Christmas, just hang out with family before, before the holidays. So that should be fun. Yeah. We actually, we went to Asheville for our anniversary one year, but we really didn't spend a lot of time, you know, we're going to do the Biltmore State this time. We didn't do that last time. Mm-hmm. And Asheville is just a great city. Yeah. And it, it is. It's a beautiful, it's beautiful. It's up in the mountains of North Carolina. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, like you said, we, a couple years ago, we went there for mm-hmm. our anniversary and we did do the botanical bar- gardens, which is mm-hmm. all lit up for Christmas, which was neat. We try to seek, that's kind of our little tradition. It's kind yeah. of become that. We didn't realize yes. it was becoming that, but every year we seek out some big light show, you know. Well, it's good though, because, you know, being in the military, we don't have a lot of traditions mm-hmm. because. Well, the military has a lot of traditions. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but we're talk- anywhere and everywhere. And so. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful and blessed to be home this holiday season. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's been several years and that has not been the case. So it's definitely great to, that we, you know, been able to establish some sort of ritual, yeah. you know, along with our Because it depends on where you live and, and sort of your environment at the time too. You absolutely. Know, one, Chris, one Christmas or station, we're on the beach and then the next one we're in the mountains or, you know, whatever. Yep. So it's, it always changes. And yes, so yeah, our, the lights is our thing. We seek something out every year. We have fun doing it and um, they have uh, a good one up there at the botanical gardens, but also if um, you are able, there's supposed to be a very magnificent uh, meteor shower on Monday night. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I so, forgot about that. Yeah. I think we're going to, it looks like the weather's going to be clear. So yeah. hopefully we can, uh, well, we'll be able to go find a dark spot out, the, out there in the mountains. And, oh, yeah. um, and hopefully we can catch that yep. um, while we're up there too. So that, that ought to be neat. Absolutely. We wanted to share with you guys before we dive into our subject this week about uh, some wins that God is God is doing in our lives you know, before we go on this journey. And I know Monica has a pretty good story and a pretty cool story of how God stepped in and gave her some encouragement. So, Monica, take it away. Yeah. Um, so, uh I was at church last Sunday, and unfortunately, Sam and I don't attend church together um, mm-hmm. a lot because um, he plays on the worship team, and so he is often at other sites playing on the worship team at that site, while I regularly attend the Cliffdale site. He may be at Executive Play site or at Holt Mill site, you know. Mm-hmm. Um that yeah. or he traveled a lot uh, while we were here. And so often, a lot more than 50%, I um, am attending service by myself. Um, anyway, 
Um, I was leaving church and had gone into the restroom. And as I was walking out, a lady uh, stopped me and she's like, you know, I've been meaning to do this for a long time and introduce myself. But she goes, I see you come every week. And, um, you know, in a big church, you don't get to know everybody. Yeah. You, you tend well, to Well, last know night you. we did a serve event down at the minor league stadium and I didn't know anybody that we were serving with. Right. Just, that's just the nature of the church. I mean, that that's how you make connections is with small, small groups, groups and then, and then yeah. with serving with people like, Hey, you know, what site do you go to? Like, Oh yeah, we go here. Right. But yeah. often you can be sitting fairly near someone and, and not, you know, know them. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it just depending and depending on what service you go to, what time, you know, you go to service and stuff. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, she goes, yeah, we sit in basically the same, same section. And, um, you know, I've, I've been meaning to introduce myself. And so she introduced herself and I introduced myself and, um, she asked how long we were here. And I said, well, we've been here almost four years. I said, we're about ready to leave though. And she's like, oh really? And, you know, we, so we got into a conversation about us, you know, PCSing and, um, I, she asked, uh, where we were going. I said, yeah, we're going to Vegas and we're going to start a microsite while we're out there. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, new to me. I'm, you know, I'm new to saying we're going to be starting a microsite out there. Um, and she was like, Oh, the, well, the first thing her eyes got really big. The first thing out of her mouth was, uh, Oh, Vegas, that ought to be a good, you know, ministry ground mm-hmm. out there. And, um, and then as we talked a little bit, uh, I had recognized her from being on a uh, announcement video. Her and her husband do a small group, and they do a prayer small group. And uh, so, as we got, you know, we're wrapping up the conversation. She said, "I'm definitely going to be praying for you guys." And then, and she goes, "And I'm going to have our small group praying for you too as you head out there and as you do ministry out there in Vegas." And it was just, it was just good to know that God has us he is setting these things up because if you know we may be the ones going out there and starting a microsite but others can partner with us in that ministry Mm -hmm. and be praying for us and praying for vegas and and praying for the microsite um and for that extension of manna um and lifting us up you Mm -hmm. know and so that was just it was just neat yeah it was great definitely good news to hear. Uh, before we begin, I'm just going to open in prayer as we dive into our subject and and dive into to what God has placed on our hearts. So, Father, we thank you and bless you for this time. And Lord, we pray that you would bless every ear that is listening to this. May you speak the hearts. May you speak the minds. May you open hearts and minds and have them be receptive to your word and to what you have for each and every one of us, Lord. We pray that you would bless us as we speak, Lord, grace us with your presence. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I titled this message, Never Doesn't Mean Can't. And I know that that's probably just cringing the English teacher and everyone. I don't know if that's proper grammar. It's probably not. But I did horrible in school, so I am am a living testimony that hard work does pay off, that you can do it, and and if you could, turn in your Bibles with me, or open up the phone, and go to Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8, 
it says, we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. As you guys know, Monica and I, we grew up in church. As we mentioned that in our opening initial podcast. And we grew and we matured and we and we served the church in our in our gifting uh just just so you're aware the the spiritual gifts are administration apostleship discernment evangelism exhortation faith giving healing interpretation knowledge leadership mercy miracles pastor prophecy service teaching tongues and wisdom that is the, the the full list of of spiritual gifts, and uh, you can also we're going to put this in the podcast notes, but you can take spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts tests, and assessment, and, 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 assessment mm-hmm. and, and and see you know what your wheelhouse is. Um, so Monica's is administration and service. Uh, more and, so administration. Yeah, you could almost put a period after administration. Yes. But, um, very strong gifting in that. Um, and not just gifting in it, but um, my mother had a gifting in administration. It was kind of, yeah. you know, not that the gift is passed down. Oh, yeah. uh, that's not how it works. But, you know, watching her work in her gifting mm-hmm. and that it was my gifting, too. I learned a lot, you know, from that. And um, and when people are working in their gifting, it, it's not that you don't know how to do other things. Yes. It's not that you can't do other things. Yes. But you tend toward things um, that you're good at, that yeah, what you're you are comfortable for. with, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, I, throughout my military career, was the physical training guy. I had to lead PT and, and do all that stuff because, you know, I enjoyed working out. So, hey, guess what? Guess what you're going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the natural thing. That, and we when we do that in our lives, too, you know, I do the majority of the cooking just because... I like doing it and I feel like it, you know, well, I'm decent at it, you know, You're good at it. <laughs> uh, my, my gifting, my, my main gifting is service. Um, obviously with you know, being on the worship team and, and doing other service things within the church. With that said, as, as everybody knows, um, for those that have walked in faith and, and for those that aren't necessarily Christians or, or go to church, um, you know that there's always a stretching. There's always mm-hmm. expansion. And God has not called us to a life of, of comfort and, and ease and safety. Um, if you need some examples in the Bible for that, you can take a look at the disciples and what they did while Jesus was on earth and then what they did in their ministries after Jesus was taken into heaven, you know, uh, Peter was crucified upside down. Uh, several of the other 
disciples were martyred. You know, John was you know, exiled on an island um, for advancing the kingdom and for, for, you know, for spreading the gospel. And, and that is what God has called us to do. And once again, never does it mean can't. And we, first of all, starting a microsite or being, and an, so basically we're going to be a shepherd, you know, to, to the flock, to Manos flock out there in Las Vegas. Um, just because we haven't done that doesn't mean we can't. One illustration that I want to, to show is in Matthew 14, 28 to 29. It says, Lord, and this is Peter, Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. First of all, all the other disciple, all the other disciples were in the boat with Jesus, with Peter. However, Peter was the only one who said, Lord, if it's you, call me out there. And what did Jesus do? He called him out. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on water. Mm -hmm. um, as far as I know, there's only two people that have done that. One was Jesus, the Son of God, and Peter. Mm -hmm. um, I've never walked on water. No. Nope. I try. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do sometimes. But it shows how God has called us out to that ocean and, and to that sea. Uh, you know, they were on the sea at the time. The other part of that story is... Obviously, everybody knows, you know, the winds and the waves were picking up and Peter looked, he, he took his eyes off of Jesus and then he began to sink, but he only began to sink after he took his eyes off of Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, you know, safe in the boat, well, safer in the boat, mm -hmm. but God did not call us to stay in the boat. And I feel like, you know, obviously this, this time of doing something new and expanding our gifting and expanding what God or walking in that call of, of what God has for us is like, yes, the water is going to be rough and the water is going to be bumpy. And, you know, you listening to this might have those different seasons or that new season coming on you where it's like, I've never done this before. Uh, I never experienced this before. And I don't know about this. I ask you, where are your eyes fixed? Mm -hmm. You know, are your eyes fixed on the waters? Are they fixed on the waves? Or are they fixed on Jesus? Because mm -hmm. I know that even when Peter sank, Jesus reached in and pulled him out. So even when you feel overwhelmed in that season or in that new endeavor, God will pull you out. And I think that's uh, one of the beautiful things about uh, when he does call you out and out of your comfort zone is that you have to rely on him because it's not going to be by your own strength or by your own might. Absolutely. It's going to be by him and him only. And, and, and then he will remind you of that because when you do turn your eyes from him yep. and aren't fixed on him 
and are trying to do it on your own and with your own strength and your own might, it doesn't work yep. because it's only by him and through him. Mm-hmm. And that's the testimony yes. because it's not supposed to be about us. It's yes. supposed to be about him. And though we are all given a very special and unique gift, everyone has one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we tend to work very comfortably Mm-hmm. in that gift because it it tends to be something that we are good at that we're naturally good at that we don't have to think a lot about um i don't need to read books or think about or it just like organization and 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 things in administration come very naturally to me i don't have to think a lot about it you know i often get told like how do you how did you come up with that or why would you you know how did you think about that you know yeah. i'm like well, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It's just normal to You're me. Natural. Yeah. Yep. It, it comes naturally to me. Um, and, and then when other people are working in their gifting, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. You know, like I yes. wouldn't think about that or I wouldn't know how to do that, you know, yep. because, um, it isn't my gifting, but when you are being stretched and being called into something, um, different from that. And not that a microsite won't have service involved in it. it. It definitely is going to. It's not that it's not going to have administration oh, involved yeah. in it. It definitely is. In fact, we already know that's the stuff that I'll take care of those, those administration things, you know, mm-hmm. keeping track of, um, gospel touches and, you know, anything that we need to report back to quote unquote big manna, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll take care of that. That's, you know, not a problem at all. Um, and then, you know, we both like to serve and your, your gifting is in service. And so, yes, the, there will be a lot of that involved in it, but there will be a lot of other things that we aren't so comfortable with, yeah. um, that yeah, we absolutely. will be doing and, um, needing to do and, um, where we may feel, feel like we don't have the gift to be able to do it. That's where we connect and, and fix our eyes on Jesus because he is going to give us the strength and give us the ability to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Chapter six, and this is the story of Gideon and a um, little backstory. Uh, the book of judges, uh, Israel had no King, um, the book of Judges starts, so Joshua gets all the Israelites tucked into the promised land, and then they come into a cycle where they obey God, and then they disobey God, then God punishes them, then they repent, and then, you know, when they're repenting, God brings up a judge or a warrior, that, you know, that's where Samson is in the Bible. He's, he's Israel's judge for 40 years. So Gideon is another one of those judges, and we are going to look at... Judges 6, verses 1 through 16. It says, beginning in verse 1, Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain cliffs, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel. 
neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count the men and their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them from before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the God of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak of Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abizarite. Sorry, I don't know if I said that right. Where his son Gideon was stretching wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And we're going to stop there for a second. God right there called Midian into what God saw, not what he saw. So if you look at verse 11, uh, well, first of all, the beginning of the chapter paints how oppressive and oppressed the people of Israel were, uh, the Midianites and those other um Eastern tribes and Eastern people, they were just basically running roughshod over the Israelites. And Gideon and the other Israelites were so scared and were so threatened by them that um, Gideon himself was threshing wheat in a wine press. Um, basically, he was hiding and he was trying to to salvage something for him and for his family. And then verse 12, what does God say? Uh, the angel of the Lord says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. <laughs> so you put yourself in Gideon's shoes. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, do you not see what's happening? Um, and we're going to continue on to, in verse 13 and, and 14. And, and uh, this is Gideon's reply. Uh, verse 13, he says, but sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. So Midian, so Gideon is like, what type of eyes are you looking at? I mean, you can see the shift from the human perspective and God's perspective. So Gideon was focused on his circumstances and focused on the present and focused on what was, but God was focused on what he had for Gideon, for what his plan and, and her, for the Israelites and for the Israelites yeah. and for his purpose. For his, mm -hmm. God was seen through the lens of faith. And verse 14 says, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Once again, God is calling him to what God called or what God had for him, what God saw in Gideon, not what Gideon was currently experiencing and cur currently felt. 
And then once again, verse 15, Gideon goes back and doubts. He says in verse 15, but Lord, Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. Once again, those same human eyes, like, what do you mean, God, start a microsite? Mm-hmm. I'm not a pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm not a shepherd. And for you. And and then looking at and voicing what we feel are our shortcomings and how in the world are we going to be able to do that with being uh, more introverted. Mm-hmm. And it yep. just, it reminds me of like when we first mentioned that, you know, within our, our small group with other microsite leaders and um, with the microsite leader, um, you know, when we mentioned that and it was, um, you know, it was almost like, yeah, okay. I mean, a lot of us are introverts, you know, I yep. mean, it was nothing like, you know, nothing for them to see past. Whereas for us, it seemed like a big obstacle. Exactly. Yeah. And verse 16, it says, uh, the, the angel of the Lord's answers, uh, it says, the Lord answered, I will be with you and you will strike down all the Midianites together. And what I want to close out with is what has God called you into doing um once again and you don't even have to be a christian or a a believer to i mean what has that tug been on your heart you know whether it's talking to that person or, or what area in life have you been avoiding have you what area of life have you been threshing wheat in a wine press and god has said tapped you on the shoulder say Hey, you mighty warrior go. And then you're like, uh, you got the right person here. Hey, you you talking to me? (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't think you are. And God's like, yes, you, I, I want you, you need to go. You need to do it. And the good thing is Hebrews, the Lord will never leave us or forsake us. And we can trust that he will not let you fall. Just like with Peter, Jesus did not let him drown. Mm -hmm. Jesus did not let him fall. And further than that, he is going to equip you. Exactly. With with what you need, just like he did with Moses Mm -hmm. at that point in time and in history where he was going to save the Israelites from the Egyptians and he was going to send Moses and wanted to send Moses and Moses, you know, he's, I have a speech impediment. Mm-hmm. I don't speak in front of people. And you want to send me to go speak to the King. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, the other thing about Moses too, is God used him after he left the Royal family. Cause remember he was picked up by the Egyptians and he was living the Royal life. The royal life. Mm-hmm. God didn't use him then. God used him. When he was just normal Moses, mm-hmm. you know, after he, you know, after he, he, he spurned Pharaoh and left, right. you know, and, cho- and chose, you know, to, to walk out what God had for him. Um, so no, and just 
remember that trials and hardships are part of the part of the refinement process. And God definitely has a plan and a purpose for your life. All right, let's let's end in prayer and we will enjoy the rest of our Saturday. Mm -hmm. I love Saturdays. Saturdays are a time just to, I don't know, sit on the couch and do nothing. Refresh. Unfortunately, though, that nothing also includes laundry and whatever other, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. Nothing comparatively. Yeah, whatever house chores. But, um, yes, we, we thank you, Father, for this time, for your goodness to us, Lord. We thank you that when you call us, Lord, you also equip us and you will never leave us or forsake us. And Lord, for my friends listening to this, I pray that you would give them a heart to hear you and give them the boldness and the courage to take the step of faith, to get out of the boat, to fix their eyes on you. Lord, for those that don't know you, we pray that that they would come and and remember that you are a good father, that you have a plan and a purpose for their lives and that they would submit their hearts to you, that they would choose you, Lord, as uh, Lord and Savior of their life. Father, we pray that uh, you would be with us this next week, that you would watch over us, that your favor would be upon us. Lord God, that your favor and your hand would be upon um, our holiday seasons and that you would bless time with family and friends and fellowship with you and remember that you, Lord God, are the reason for the season. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. All righty. Well, once again, as always, you can find us on Instagram at roadtripping underscore with underscore us. You can email us or come in contact with us at roadtrippingwithus, all one word, at gmail.com. And then if you want more information on Mana Church, if you want some resources that Mana has to offer, you can go to www.mana.church. And that can be your avenue to... Whatever you want. You can just go to town on that website. All kinds of good resources. All kinds of good stuff. All righty. Until next time, we pray that God be with you, and we love you guys, and talk to you later. Bye. Bye.